0: You're listening to the Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girls, Stacey June, and my young mate, Chrissy Mercer. Hi, doll. Hey, what's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, we, uh, we're here on a weekly basis, basically chewing the fat about all things that we can't talk about on our radio shows. We're both brekkie radio announcers. And I've got to say, as wanky as it is, there's a thing called survey where you get an idea of if you're kind of doing well in Radioland or not. And we are at still at the beginnings of our career, so we don't really get that kind of feedback. But this week... You did! Yay! I know, and I feel like I don't. You
1: feel like a dickhead to be excited about it, but we had been in survey period where they basically they ring up people and they say, "What station do you?"
0: And in the metro, in the bigger cities, this happens all the time. But where we are, it doesn't happen much.
1: Yeah. So there was, I guess, you know, there was a lot of hype and a lot of excitement put into that. And oh my god, who's going to come out on top? And the the little old radio station that um, that we're on here in in Aubrey Wadonga
0: came out on top, so I was very excited. Yeah, that's good. Big, big win. So it's a good week for us this week uh, at the Thinker Girl Camp. Now, we're pretty excited for our Hot Seat Hottie this week. Uh, It is a show that everybody is kind of, I guess, doesn't want to admit that they watch, but kind of loving that they're watching it. They are completely addicted to it. It is called When Love Comes to Town, and one of the chickadees on that bus by the name of Amy joins us. Welcome to our show, Amy. Hi, girls. How are you? Hi, Amy. We're great. We're loving watching the show. Oh, but as they said, it is. It's that. It's that kind of secret undercover. I feel almost. I know so we've really got to, we've, it. We have to be honest with you straight up. Like <laughs> yes. it's like one of those ones that you kind of don't. You're not sure if you want to be proud to watch as a chick or if you are proud or whatever. But regardless, we're all bloody watching it and loving it. <laughs>
2: Good,
0: good, good. <laughs> um, so basically, if you haven't tuned into our, our show before, we chew the fat, uh, of course, with our beautiful guest uh, about what's going on uh, in our week, what's on our minds. We've got Philip, uh, our duck, who is our, I guess, our mediator or our adjudicator, who's reining us in to make sure that we don't crap on um, about everything. And it's basically about all the stuff that we are unable to talk about on our radio show. So I'll kick it off. Um, what, what was mine again? I've forgotten already. It was my gem this week. Oh yeah. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. my friend um is a little bit younger than me and has gone through uh his very first proper heartbreak. And um I just it's just taken me back to mine. So I want to talk about that with you guys and just how full-on that time is. And what I'm trying to explain to him is how full-on it is, even compared to more substantial relationships that are yet to come. That particular mm. one is a bloody, it rips you a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's it's the first. It's hard. Mm, mm,
0: mm. What have you guys? I think,
2: it's, I think it's different, though, for the dump-er versus the dump
0: True. True, yeah. that's a good point. That is yeah, a really good point because I was yeah. definitely the dumpy. Yeah. No, the dump. No, I got dumped. Yeah, dumped. Oh, we? Oui. Yeah. I yeah. I'll have to ask, yeah. Have to ask yeah. you about that later. I want to talk about.
1: I want to talk about foreplay, and how important it is in um, in a relationship, or or just you know, even in a casual thing. Are people actually doing it, and what importance do people actually place on it?
0: Mm-hmm because, it, yeah, it's there's a time and a place It's I feel like it changes so dramatically depending on where you're at in your head or where you're at location-wise, all kinds of things.
1: And where you're at, I think, within yourself as well and your own confidence, so it'll be interesting to see what you guys where your
0: head's at, literally. But, Amy, let's hit yours off first because everybody will be busting to chat to you about your experience. <laughs> and like we said, you know, we're absolute. it's almost like this show where there's a, a truck full – tr- actually a bus full of women that go essentially on a dating – a dating – Experience, and you're kind of not sure how to feel about it as a chick. Like, are they pimping themselves out? I'm kind of, are they proud? Like to kind of go, "Yeah, we're owning this. We're going to find love on this show." And you kind of, and as a viewer, you're like, "I want to watch it. Do I not want to watch it? I want to watch it." How has that kind of perception been for you? Like, how do you deal with that?
2: I think, um, look, my from my point of view, it was an opportunity that I saw come up and. You know, I'd been single for a couple of years and I hadn't kind of found, obviously, anyone that I'd clicked with. So, for me, it was kind of the last resort or the next step Mm -hmm. in putting myself out there and meeting people. And, you know, like, I think I was definitely in it to find love. Um, And, you know, if that happens, that's great. But I also looked at the bigger picture and, you know, if it's not love, then I'm there for a great time I'm there to make friends have an adventure with the girls and who knows like
0: the hot farmer that I don't click with might have an even hotter friend you know so, so it's rude. so true I mean that is it's so true and I just <laughs> yeah. got to be email at that because as a single girl you're constantly trying to be vulnerable and constantly trying to put yourself out there. And it's not always easy. And the fact that you guys have the courage to go and do it in front of everyone else, you know, is is actually quite remarkable.
2: It was very intimidating for me. Well, for me especially, I think coming in, I joined with, like, there was five of us. So there's, you know, if everyone pairs up in a group of five, there's always a fifth wheel and Mm -hmm. unfortunately in the beginning that was me and so for me I found myself in a situation where not only you know I'm in front of the cameras feeling really nervous meeting these you know great guys and having to put that front on but then behind the scenes I'm also having to deal with the pressures of what it's like to fit in and make new friends Mm. and work out where you stand and kind of I guess I know this might sound a little bit of the wrong word to use, but what the hierarchy is in that kind of situation. Mm. But what, I mean, what happens What happens in that sense, like, give us a bit of an idea
1: into, you know, that behind-the-scenes, backstage stuff that we don't really get a sense for when we watch the show once it's produced. Like, you, you're you saying that I legit went in there with the best of intentions, thinking that, you know, fingers crossed I find love, and if not, I'll have one hell of a time. Yeah. Is every other girl like that's off-camera too? Like... Did, was everybody's
2: heart in the right place? were they going on the show for the right reasons? Look, I think majority probably started out like that. um but towards the end, you know once you've once you've got so many girls in a confined space mm. for so long oh, yeah. you know um emotions are just amplified, and it becomes kind of like a it, it brings out the competitive edge in everyone and it's all about, you know, making airtime and getting dates and things like that. And I think for some of the girls, they had that attitude where I'm just in it to win it. I don't care who I tremble mm. on and mm. I don't really care whose heart gets hurt in the process.
0: When you say hierarchy, how is that, how's that decided? Because we did speak before we started recording and we were talking about looks plays a pretty big part in these shows. Obviously, you know, you guys, none you would all be... I don't know, what similar kind of sizes, but different colour hair and, you know, there'd be different things. But the casting would kind of have a certain girl, I would imagine, that they would be looking to have different variations of. Was there, you know, was there kind of... Was it intense from that perspective?
2: Um, I think it was more to do with um, the original girls, the, the OGs, as we were calling them. They'd kind of been through the process. They knew how it worked they started out you know as the Timmy little shy girls in town 1 but by the time we joined them in sale it was that it was old had to them you know like and yeah, they've right. done that they know how things work and it's kind of like we're the little church mice coming in going oh my goodness help me what what do i do what do i wear what do you do about this yeah. you know so it's kind of, I guess, that whole um, teacher-student environment as well. Isn't that so funny you called them the OGs, like the old gangsters?
0: <laughs> because it actually would be. I didn't that? even know what the OGs what meant. meant. Yeah. What's the o- it? Is it like a mafia term? The original girl or whatever. Yeah. yeah. the original girls, the OGs, oh, I thought it gangsta. was. I thought it was like it's a mafia like, term like it old is. gangster. Oh, is yeah, it? It's like, a, it's like a gangster term as well. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I that's love that. Funny. <laughs> oh my god, Amy, you're even you're joining us as the OGs. Love it. Yeah. So yeah. Tony so Soprano. It was the OGs versus the newbies. Oh. And so that's kind yeah. of how it ran out in the first
2: few towns. But to be honest, I found it so much easier and maybe it was because of that five wheeler concept. That I found myself on the outer with those girls, but I made a lot more closer connections with the OGs than I did with the girls that I joined with, which was a little bit weird.
0: Yeah, right. Oh. You got in with the the cool group. Yeah,
2: you do. <laughs> <Can> I, <laughs> I don't know if you call it that.
1: <laughs> hey, speaking of dating shows, have, have either of you um, girls seen I Want to Marry
0: Harry? Yeah, I've, it's come across. It's, uh, yeah, I've heard oh. about it. We have to do. We actually have to do because Southern Cross Ten is our company, so we're both hired by Southern Cross Austereo, Ooh, and we have yeah. to do reads for these kinds of shows. A uh, of promotion, uh, eh? yeah. And I don't. I have no qualms in kind of being like, I don't know about this show, guys. Because you, I don't. I really don't. Well, I've watched it and I'm still a bit like, I don't know about this
1: show, guys, in the same breath. Because <laughs> I felt like I, when I was watching the promos and it was like 12 American girls, they think they're marrying Harry, but it's just some random ginger. Oh, it's fucked. It's like, <laughs> like, how are we making a show of this? Like, I was really quite angered when I watched those promos. And I think I'm even more angry that... I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch it because they're making absolute dickheads out of these girls for our enjoyment, and I refuse to watch
0: that. Because... Well, Amy, there's a big difference between signing up for what you did and then signing up for something and not knowing. But, how? I mean, what would you feel like if you ended up on that show instead of the show you were on? I mean, really, come on, guys.
2: Like, I'm a brunette. I've got some brains. I know what Harry looks like. Wait, I'm a blonde and I got brains, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've to the out there. But I mean, I think this guy's just the ultimate ginger ninja really. Like he's just come in and, you know, totally gone under the radar and just these women and I think like especially when it's the start of a new relationship and you're really unsure about the other person, you're trying your best to get to know them and put all the pieces together. I mean, I
0: guess it wouldn't be that hard to be kind of structing for that. Mm, Yeah, right. But I mean more so when you sign up as a a woman and you've made it very clear as the reasons why you got into this kind of stuff and and you've got to be honest, it gets judged. A lot of girls are nasty to girls and this whole feminist movement about why are you doing that and whatever and I think... It's all the whole movement is about choice. So if you choose to jump on, then bloody high five to you. What I can't handle with the Harry thing is they may have chosen to go on, and been tricked. I think that's the bit. Yeah, they
1: have been tricked, and and it's. I felt really bad and guilty when I was watching it and I was enjoying it because I was like, no, I shouldn't be enjoying it. <laughs> these, these poor,
0: poor girls. But deep down, I was like, yeah. but how much could they have been tricked? I mean, Amy, you've gone through the casting process. Is there a, is there an, a, an element of information that you're not sure of leading into it? Like, do you not really know what the show is, or you know, how is how did this happen? How do you think this I happened? Think- I think they do kind of
2: keep you on your toes and there's definitely a lot of hidden surprises throughout. Mm. But um, I think, like, with regards to this, if... I don't even know what I was going to go
0: with for that. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, you... would you, So do you reckon that they didn't know as much as they've said they didn't know or do you think that they were are them pretty them. aware of what was going on and it's a bit, it's a bit acty, like they're acting a bit?
2: I, I think, yeah, I mean, any kind of those... Um, any kind of those shows where I think it's all about a group of either sex, like, you know, The Bachelor. There's a group Mm -hmm. of males or females competing for one person's attention. Like, it's bad enough that we're on, you know, a a day's date competing with three other girls to get one guy's attention. Do you know what I mean? But I just could not imagine being in that situation and being up against all these... You know, hotty potatoes that are just—they're they're there to get your man, kind of thing. And I just don't. To me, I just think you know what—you well, put yourself in it.
0: And now but did they? Know. That's this is the thing that I'm asking. I wonder if they did because from what I mean, Chrissy, you can tell me. But from what I understand, they had no idea. They have no idea that this but guy's yeah, actually go, not the they prince. Go the, they go into the comp. And
1: this you know, guy, who is actually not Harry, he's like some 24-year-old accountant, he rocks up in uh, at this amazing chalet and, he, and then he jumps out of a helicopter and the entire show is trying to convince this group of American girls that this is, in fact, Prince Harry. Then supposedly he turns around at the end of the show and goes, surprise, I'm not really Prince Harry. So it's basically a test to find out whether the girls love him for his personality yeah, and fall in yeah. love with him. Oh, so they don't actually
0: whether- see him? Yeah, it's a
1: whole show. It's like The Bachelor. But oh, for fuck's sake, like don't they know never, what it looks like? down
2: and actually says it. It's kind of like, oh, I've got a brother. Oh, he just got married. You know, like weird
0: things oh, like that. that so things, oh, that's
2: so odd. It's so odd because the entire time they're
1: like, um, I'm pretty sure he might be Prince Harry, but I, I don't know. I can't be sure. And then when I <laughs> asked him uh, straight up, are you Prince Harry? He's like... <laughs> I can't say, you know, and puts on the accent. Oh, but God, they that's put terrible. They put him through training to sound like, to <laughs> walk like, to know the history of so that he
2: can convince these girls that he see in fact the prince. It's a fine line between falling in love with someone and what someone brings
0: to the
2: table I yeah mean, you, you you guys went into that show
1: and you just said it at the beginning of the point that you go into this really set up filmed contrived situation but still deep down somewhere think maybe there i could find love
0: here i don't know i don't have a problem with any of this of any of the like the the setups or you know the reasons people get involved whatever what i don't like is that people have been kind of tricked to be made fun of that's, and what, that's what the show's about. Yeah. The whole yeah, humour about yeah. it is the fact that he's, we all know, we're all, all in on the joke and they're not. That's mm-hmm. what I'm not cool with. And it but doesn't he, matter it, if you're a chick or a guy. I, or, then again, does it? Because if it was like Who Dares Wins or like Just Kidding or something when there's <laughs> prank stuff, yeah. you actually sit back and find it hilarious. Like, I, there's nothing that I love more than a prank. But I don't know why no, this really. is different.
2: But that's, you've signed, basically, by going on a reality show, you've signed your life away. Yeah. Okay? I'll mm. allow you to portray me however you choose, and whatever happens as a result of that is my own doing, so.
1: But that's a lot, it's so much trust to put in a producer's hand, isn't it? Because you've just got to go in. Definitely. Hope, hope with you know, hope to to the heavens that they portray you in the way that you are, and... And just got to cross your fingers, and you don't really. And know I think,
0: you're yeah, watching
1: it with the rest of the bloody country.
0: How, how hey, Amy, how are betrayed. you happy with how you've been betrayed so far?
2: To be honest, I'm looking like a little creep in the background, and no one knows my name. Yet. Okay, cool. So it's fine with me, but I mean, as of next week, I think shit's going to hit the fan.
0: All right, that's good because it'll be well. This will go up early next week. This episode, and it'll be I kind of think Monday, Tuesday night the show is. So that'll be good. Very interesting. All right, so Philip's gone off. Quacked um, out, young mate. Do you want to have a have a go?
1: Yeah, I want to talk about um, foreplay. I was talking to a mate recently, and I don't know. Somehow we got onto the topic of um, having sex. She's been in a relationship for a few years, and. And she was talking about, oh, you know, maybe the the love died a little bit and, you know, got to get the spark back. And I'm like, foreplay, bring it in. And she was like, we never, ever do that to each other. In the whole time that they've been together and even when they were seeing each other before actually becoming a couple and an official, you know, in a relationship, that that was not something that either of them on their own was kind of into what and, and she can
0: under- get there without any good times before.
1: Yeah. They've got this understanding that I'm like no. it's not it's not just like a car you you put a body key in you turn on and you're like, right, I'm ready and wearing
0: to bow. Yeah. Like, nah. Women are different. They need time. Well most women are most women. To you know, work up, and she's like, "It's just." She goes,
1: "We've got an understanding." I don't like giving head, and um, he's not too crazy about receiving it. He doesn't like going down <laughs> on me,
0: so I don't expect it because I'm not giving it. But head. that's it's not like, just foreplay head. No. Like, it's, what about kissing and touching? Emotional. And I'm yeah, I'm such an emo foreplay person. Like, it has to. The the best sex for me has to be you know connection. Like that's the beginning. And the second totally. it feels rushed, or the second I feel rushed because I'm a control freak, I'm like oh, fuck off, you just want to get this done.
1: And I think that's where probably, you know... where maybe issues in the relationship or those feelings, oh, you know, the love's died, you're not making an effort anymore. I think a lot of that comes down to, all right, I'm horny, let's stick it in and go for it. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a, you know, you have to work for everything else in your life and in your relationship. Why should sex be any different? I know,
0: but it is annoying. Sometimes you just not, don't want to work for shit, but, <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of annoying. But you're <laughs> it's
1: right. It's okay, though, too, to go, I'm I'm not up for it. But, you know, when I am feeling in the mood... I don't know. I think there needs to be a little bit of work put in So she,
0: so, But part. she's enjoying her... She's got a good sex life and she just doesn't see foreplay as being... Well, hang on a second. She probably doesn't if they're kind of not going so well. Uh, well,
1: she's... I don't know. It, it was kind of a thing that even prior to them being in a relationship together, that it wasn't something that she placed high importance on and it wasn't something that she Maybe really... she just doesn't know what she's missing out on. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And she was shocked when I said, every single time I would do the deed, there is some form of foreplay involved. And she was quite shocked at every time. I'm like, yep.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But how, how are you getting into it? She's just taking her clothes off. and she'd have so, She would have so many UTIs. Is that Do they
2: even them? have a make-out session or anything prior? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't want to ask about a kissing.
0: No, I believe and... that you get UTIs from not being properly turned on. don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You get it from not after. Oh, I that too, to that. that too. But I yeah. feel like you're all dry and so it doesn't <laughs> – it actually hurts you. No, <laughs> no it's, it's
2: called, that. like, the, honey... the honeymoon is – disease or something, isn't
0: it? Yeah, well that's oh, from having too much sex, I think. Yeah. But I think you can also get it from not being properly lubricated, I reckon. And I said that to her, I'm like, how are you doing? Like are you using lube? And she's like, nah. And I'm like she she's just yeah. a hornbag walking around, man. <laughs> Good luck to her. I love this girl. Yeah, but she's just she I what I struggled with was the fact that she thought it was
1: strange that I was of the stance that every time it needs to happen, or for me, that is a normal thing in my relationship, but even prior to that, that that was something that was just... It wasn't a, a you know, oh, you've been a good girl, you know, and we need to work you up, here's a special treat for you. It was just kind of a bit of a given that if if that's the end result, often that's what it kind of comes out of, mucking around beforehand.
0: Mm.
2: So, but what about
0: more in the one-night stand stakes? Like, well, is, I think foreplay the play. is the whole night, isn't it? Like, if you're having a one-night stand and you, you're you keen enough to go home with him, there's a good chance you're ready to rip his clothes. Like, you're looking mm-hmm. at him from the other side of the room and going, fuck this, let's get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's coming back to your whole emotional
2: collection, connection and the lust nothing at
0: all, you know? It's true. I mean, I'm not for one... Well, I'm not currently doing one-night stands. It's just... I Like, so, for me, I really... It was an important part of my life, like, at some point where I just needed to be able to have fun and the whole drama and storyline behind it and the random guy that I would tell, we'd call him a name and I, my friends and I would joke about it. Like, the whole fun of that was what I needed for a bit. So I was kind of connected into that bit. But now... That essentially, I don't know, like I, I'm probably more inclined to be wanting a relationship more than not. Yeah. I um, have backed off from those because you're right, it's not, it, I don't. you don't enjoy it if it's not the emotional connection not turned on, doesn't matter how hot he's looking at you on the other totally. side of the bar or whatever. For me, it's kind of like, yeah, this is actually not going to be worth it tomorrow. Do yeah. you
1: think, do you guys think that foreplay and your approach to it differs as to whether you're in a relationship or whether it is a one night... Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: I know know I've spoken to girls who have done things like sexually and physically with guys on a one night stand that they would never even dream about asking their boyfriend.
0: Well, I've said that on this podcast. Yeah,
1: it can be less
0: I don't know. You, put, you it. can play yeah. a character. Like I said, it becomes yeah. a game. So it's not like all of a sudden the game is you're turned on all the time. The, it, the, your life becomes a bit of this fun game for a bit. And it might be a lot longer for some people and whatever. For me, it kind of happened to be for a couple of years after a big breakup. And that was that's fairly cliche, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like there's lots of different things that I, I found myself surprised that I would be happy to do or kind of just have this real... Well, you're you're more
2: open to experimentation and things like that, I think, generally, people. Because they think, you know, this is freedom. If worst case, it's totally crap, he's crap. And I never have to see him again. You there let go, don't you? Yeah, in a relationship, you're analysing everything, thinking, what's he going to think of me? Oh, my God, what's it going to mean tomorrow? Like... You know, so but
0: then on I the flip side, you're getting kind of the intimacy and having knowing someone. So there's pros and cons to everything, oh, I definitely. think. Definitely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is a funny one because yeah, it's it's just I think I think it probably would differ foreplay with both, but mm. I think mm. um, they offer completely different sexual experiences.
1: But I mean, how do you if you're really into foreplay and your partner's really not? I mean. What do you do? I think I think that Well, that's
0: like this, being a gay couple if you're both tops, it's not probably going to work. There's got to be an element of meeting
1: in the middle or, you know, some kind of agreement as to every Friday it's, you know, Sunday night for me or I don't know then the, Isn't that's what you do in a relationship, isn't it? You you sacrifice certain things or do certain things that you yeah,
2: you know, but how wouldn't. how could a relationship work if it was that extreme? To me that's pretty extreme. Isn't it? Someone wants it and the other person's not into it. Like, doesn't it just
0: happen? Well, that's what we hope. (laughs) Amy, are you single? Are you single? I don't know. Can you even answer this? Are you single now? I am. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. okay. So, yeah, have you been in a long relationship before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it I think it can I know, I think there are some things that just kinda connect with the right person and I think yeah. but then at the same time I don't know, Christy, you tell us like you need a bit of work as well.
1: I don't know. I think that you can you can be lucky and you can um as Amy just said, you kinda can just meet in the middle sometimes and go, Bob's your uncle, we both into the same things and connect in the same way but I think I think sometimes, if you love that person beyond the physical, there can—I don't know—there can yeah, be true. a bit of a conversation. Yeah. There can be a meet in the middle because when you are that, you know, that in love with somebody, it's so much more than just the sex. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's mate? true. It's you true. You make adjustments. You make sacrifices depending on what you're receiving from the rest of the relationship. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's a bloody good point, mate. <laughs> you've got, you've made some some quality points there <laughs> Quite good open. argument. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about a dear friend of mine who has gone through probably the most substantial breakup yet. So the proper big heartbreak. So you go through, I think, when you're younger some breakups and, you know, you kind of think, all right, well, that really hurts or whatever. But then there's one where I guess it's your first big person relationship or the the first time I I guess you can properly see a future with someone. And so you invest big time and you start to, see a life with them, you start to plan, you know, you buy concert tickets for a year in advance and it's not a big deal. All that stuff happens, you know, and then it doesn't happen anymore. There's breakups and the first one is awful and this particular person's kind of going through it at, at the moment and just watching them, you know, deal with it and how much I forgot how raw and how much you break and hurt which I think is so different to other relationships. For me, I had um, a boyfriend in high school. We were probably 16, 17, and we met at the beach. We'd travel to each other's house because he was on the other side of town and I'd catch the train and we just were, like, besotted with each other. And, I, you know, he was a proper partner. Like, it was almost like I kind of wanted this big adult relationship really early on. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be a grown-up. And we stayed at each other's houses and went on holidays and stuff. And then one day he just broke up with me at my house. What? Reason? Well, we would fight a lot, but you know me, I'm a bit of a fighter. Mm -hmm. And. um, (laughs) a fighter, not a fighter. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, we learn. Next time, I think it'll be a bit different. Um, But he, yeah, he just said that he wanted to be young, he wanted to play sport. That was exactly the reason. He's like, I just need to concentrate on mates and cricket. I'm like, great. I was like nineteen. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's gold. Yeah, and I, that is actually what he said. Um, and so I broke, like I broke properly. My girlfriend, my best friend, still my bestie to this day, slept in the bed with me that night. I remember, and I just remember feeling like I had actually broken apart.
1: So, how long do you do you think that it took you? to kind of work through that and get over it. Well, it's then. funny because it
0: it's first. so it's so innocent. It seems like at the time you're going through such a really big life deal. But actually your first breakout, which is why I want to talk about this, is extremely vulnerable and you are really quite young, even if you might have it not as a teenager. Maybe it's your early 20s that mm-hmm. was the first time you had the proper first heartbreak. But it is such a youthful thing to go through when you look back because we all know, everyone that listens to this show, I had a really, I almost had a divorce. So I was with a guy for eight years. And even though that ripped me, changed my life and changed me as a person, there's still something about your first heartbreak mm. that I'm not going to say hurts more, but hurts differently. Well, it's that, it's that first time. It's not knowing that this is something that you will ever feel That's again. That's exactly you know? what it is. Yeah. Because I it knew, is. as I knew that I would get over it the other times. Like, I knew I would survive it. That's exactly what it is. But the first one, you don't know if you're going to survive it. You think it's you think your life is dead set over. What about you guys? Who was your first heartbreak? Uh,
1: I'd a dumb relationship. Like, you always have those silly little relationships when you're, you know, when you're saying, I hear you, Stacey, and you go, you know, I was 17 and we had this whirlwind romance and it sounds like something off Puberty Blues and then you were broken. <laughs> but for me, it was like, I went to schoolies, and then he became like quite obsessive on the phone, calling and jealous. And I can i actually cannot remember how it actually ended. I don't—I actually remember there being uh, uh, who said. I think not, it might have been me actually that broke it off.
0: Oh, but did know, you, young mate?
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Isn't that stupid? Because it really wasn't all that long ago. I don't actually remember sitting down and having the conversation or. You know, like, I'm ever being upset about it. But maybe that's because, for me, even though it was my first real relationship and real boyfriend, I, you know, maybe I wasn't in love. I thought I was, but looking back now, I go, well... Hindsight is wonderful, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, do, you, do you look back now on relationships, Amy, or, or Stacey, and then go, I thought I was in love, but I look back now and I wasn't? Because I don't Definitely. think I
2: was. Yeah. yeah Because I think in the moment, like... You know being in high school too, you write little love notes, and it's like, "Oh my God, I love you." It's like looking back, you're like, "No, honey, like you were just keen to like sneak some alcohol on the weekend and maybe sleep beside each other and put a hand down the pants kind of thing. you know that's kind of the situation. <laughs> but I think as you get older, like for me, um I had like my first my first boyfriend was like kind of ended up as a stalker, so I was trying to get away from him. Then the second one, he was just too gutless to break up with me. So waited for me to kind of, you know, do the whole, well, tell me you're not in love with me thing. And I get it sounds a bit like a, you know, cliche love story. But that's how it happened for me. Like it it took for me to say, look me in the eye and tell me you don't love me and I'll walk out that door. And I walked out that door, held my head high, did not look back. And I think that for me was the best thing I could do.
0: Wow. And And that was the first big one?
2: Well, yeah, I think so. Like, and I was absolutely devastated, but I think there was a part of me that thought, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man in the situation and, you know, move forward and have a better life about it. But then when I got kind of to my mid-twenties and I'm meeting this guy who I think, wow, like this could actually be something. And you kind of let your guard down a bit more and you let your guard down a bit more. And then before you know it, you're just completely besotted. And then, boom, wakes up one day, have a fight, and that's it. And it's kind of like, um, well, I've just wasted several years of my life. What the fuck? And i yeah, I'm, yeah back, to, back to plan A, you know. It's mm. hard, isn't it? That That being pushed into that corner...
1: There, and it shits me that that you now have to go, well, I actually broke up with him. Because one of my dear, dear yeah. friends that has very much happened to, and I won't go into detail, but, I mean, she was backed into that corner where it was like, you know, and everybody asks when you hear that they've broken up and they've been a couple that have been together for a long time. It's everyone's first question. How did it happen? Why did yeah. it happen? Like, who broke up with who? And, yeah. it, and it shits me that she had to cop that, that it was like, oh, well, she broke up with him. It's like, well, no. Yeah. She didn't exactly because
2: he, because back up he with was her, a gallus wonder. He was a gallus wonder who couldn't voice had his the,
1: opinion. Yeah, the balls to call it, but, yep. and it was Perfect. left. You know, like unspoken and stop trying and you know there's lots of other issues but mm. it is annoying and it's hard when that happens because you're not really given much, much of a choice and then it's almost like you're the bad guy. That, that
0: yeah, it's true and it, it comes up. back to what you said before Amy is that, that heartbreak that I speak about I, probably a lot of it has to do with the way that it all went down, right? Yes. Uh, because essentially this particular person got their heart broken and it was the first breakup but I think it was the circumstances that made it a little bit extra raw and for mine it was kind of the carpet pulled out from under me like you know it's that lack of control I guess that you you lose throw
2: another bean into the mix and that's cheating and that is just a whole completely different thing Mm. that is again when like similar to me and what happened to your friend is if the guy cheats and you know the girl finds out well obviously she wants to break it off or, you know, but then it's the guy who's thinking, well, no, I've got a mistress and a wife and I'm liking how things are going. I don't want to break up with you. But it, it comes back to that person. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so even though you've
0: mistress. said, no, I'm walking out, it's still yeah. essentially you've been ripped like exactly. apart. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Have yeah. either of you guys been cheated on in a relationship? And like, how do you...
0: Not that I know of.
1: Yeah, well, how do you deal with that in a relationship? Is that just like a double whammy, that but, but it's like a breakup and then I found out that he was a cheater and maybe that's why the
2: relationship broke down to begin with? Oh, it, like, it didn't happen to me really during, but, I mean, again, hindsight's wonderful. I had, I was with a guy for a couple of years and then within a month of, like, us breaking off our couple of years together within a month he's got the old Facebook status in a relationship with this colleague
0: what and, the f-
2: yeah well, you question you question that don't and you? it's kind of like yeah. well yeah. you know when all those times when I thought oh what are you doing on your lunch break oh I'm just going down to get a coffee with her and it's kind of like oh, was that happening then like or was that mm. another girl or, did you ask you did know? you confront no because I think for me after it all broke off, I just thought, you know, I'm going to be the one that keeps my pride and my head held high and I'm not going to let someone like that drag me back into it. There's no point dwelling on things. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, it's what you,
0: so what true. What do you feel
2: like? You know how there's those two types of people that if you sound
1: out you got cheated on? I think often there are two very different reactions. One, I don't want to know a thing about it. Or two... I, I need everything. to know every single <laughs> detail. I'm the ladder, and I, I hate that I am, but I, I am.
0: I think yeah. I used to be the ladder, and I think now, uh, I know this sounds, but probably in growing up a little bit, I go, I can I don't know. I, you kind of take it a bit more internal. You don't want to know the the details become le- the details become less yeah. relevant in life.
2: No, I agree too. But then I think you know I want to know details but I'm still
0: going to kick your ass for the curb anyway. Yeah. For me, it's about you go, what's the best thing for me? And then you answer the question. And I reckon back in the day I would have went, tell me everything. Mm, mm. But now I'm like, actually, yeah, you could imagine. No one wants to cheat on me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, yeah, but now it's kind of like, okay, well, that wasn't, this wasn't, for me, you know, and you you yeah, can kind yeah. of look at it as more of a this hurts and whatever, but that's that's a decision that that person's made and you walk away. Like it's a bit, maybe, I think it's different.
2: maybe there's a part of cheaters that get off on telling the other person about it.
0: Yeah, too, it's, yeah? that's really interesting, Amy. I think yeah. you're right. I do think you're right. I think there's yeah. like a, if you don't actually fuel the drama, they've got yeah. nothing left to gain exactly. attention from. Yeah. Well, mm.
1: I reckon you might, I don't know, it might take some time, but I think he'll...
2: He'll
0: get over it. Of course. And funnily enough, I can see that there's, you know, there's already strength there that I don't even think I had. I think you fear what you had, but everybody's different, you know. Okay. Everyone's really different, but it is, it's is—it's a funny one. Well, that's it. Philip has gone off. See how fast it goes, Amy? We told you. <laughs> fly, fly, Oh, my God. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Um, we hope that it was different to all of the interviews that you've probably been put through day after day at the moment. Okay. Girls, that was a maze ball. Best interview ever. Oh yay, well this this will go up and we will continue to watch you on When Love Comes to Town and now root for you like we've never rooted for anyone. Um, <laughs> Girl. You... Is that a good thing? Yeah, of course. Rooting I've in general's good thing, thing, young mate. Name. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, Amy needs it from somewhere. <laughs> Amy, we'll have to get you on the show again. We'll have to get your details after this. But are you on Twitter? Uh, yes, I am on Twitter. I'm under Amy underscore life. W-L-C-T-T for when love okay become. great so if you want to find Damien and you hear her on the podcast you want to let her know that you heard her here please uh, hit her up on Twitter we are at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinker girls or at on Twitter at Girl TV uh, and you can download all of our other episodes on iTunes we have we've we kind of asked this here there and everywhere but as we start to do some pretty exciting things over the next six months we would really love for you to jump online on our iTunes page and maybe give us a bit of a rating let us know if you you like it share it to some of your friends if you've got some time if you don't that's cool we're happy for the listen regardless the more the merrier yeah well thanks girls for joining us this week uh, and amy what a jam we'll have to get you and trap you in again soon <laughs> anytime uh, girls all right to it. thanks guys see ya thanks, thanks guys. bye, bye. Yeah. bye. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at Facebook.com forward slash Thinker Girls or Thinker Girl TV on Twitter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.